Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hot air. So hot and hurt. So hot That's right. We knew it was going to happen. New theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. This is the song that we've been waiting for. A little Nelly, little country grandma. It's getting hot in her. That's right. My man Patrick Davis always coming through. My man Rob Babers was thinking about it. He's like, I know we got to have that. Well, I just I thought, ask and you shall receive. Yeah, you're talking about songs <laughs> associated with temperature and how, especially how hot it is. I don't think there's a more famous or at least a more recognizable tune than Nelly's It's Getting Hot in Here. Man, no, it's pretty it's pretty up there. Yeah. It's just is this this is not the most famous Nelly tune. This is not uh, the most famous, is it? It's up there. It's, it's up, up there. there. Like my mama knows the lyrics to this song. Like your mama probably knows the lyrics to this song. Yeah. If I start singing this song anywhere, people can complete the chorus for me. Right? Yeah. That's how famous the lyrics are. I, yeah. I can start randomly somewhere, and then somebody will shout out the completion to the lyrics. It's you can do it just walking down the street, just yelling. Saying. Exactly. Especially in Texas, where it so actually is hot. hot it. <laughs> and somebody going to yell so at you, hot and hot. <laughs> <laughs> It is very recognized. So I, yeah. you know, it's, it's got to be Well, this, I think this is 2000, I believe, if I'm Ooh, not mistaken. I, I can't even tell you that. I don't know if I can tell you that. No, I ran into uh, Nelly Cole. This is 2002. Two, okay. Oh, that's Robbie's prime. That's my oh, sex that was, oh, days. That's, oh, you was out there with that. Yeah, somebody says country grammar. I, 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 country grammar is famous, but like I said, the this one was at his peak, I think. Yeah, yeah country grammar was first. Uh, it went to number seven yeah. on the charts. This was number one. Dilemma was also number one. Oh, Dilemma. Dilemma's the oh, jam uh-oh, with uh-oh. Kelly Rowland. I knew yeah. that That's was coming. That's my jam right I there, knew dog. That was I ain't gonna lie. That's my favorite Nelly song and my favorite Kelly Rowland song. Mm-hmm. My favorite song for each of them was they, when they did it together. That was the jam. That is the song to this day. I will jam. Make me like a simp at the light, but I would jam it <laughs> windows down right now and and be just living my best life. No shame at all. That's a great song. Uh, he also went number one with uh, Shake Your Tail Feather. Oh nah. yeah, with, okay, with yeah. Diddy, mm-hmm. and he also did number one with Grills with Paul Wall. Yeah, that's what somebody had on the text on. They said Grills. Grills was good. So Grills are not as recognizable number... as hot in here. Though. No, but they're all number ones. They're all number ones. Mm. Um, yeah, Country Grammar was a good song. I remember Nelly had his heyday. Him and the Saint Lunatics. Is that him? Yeah, that's him. The yeah. Saint Lunatics. Yeah, Murphy Lee. Yeah, yeah. Nah, he had his heyday. Now he's con- and now he likes country. Like he's trying to fuse. He mixes Country it up. He tries to come back. I saw him do a performance the other day. Him and Ashanti was back together performing. Yeah, he performs. With, apparently, yeah. him and Ashanti have like amazing chemistry. You know, there's certain oh, yeah. actors or certain musicians that they just have amazing chemistry. Nobody can quantify it or explain it. Mm-hmm. And apparently, he he and Ashanti have this crazy chemistry. Apparently, 
She's got chemistry like that with a lot of dudes. I mean, Ja Rule was uh, Ja Ja still chasing the Shanti. Then I think about it, Shanti got that with a lot of dudes. Uh, Fun fun fact about Nelly: born in Austin. Yes, he was. Yes, good point. Yeah, we should have brought that up. You're right. That's uh, that's a nice little fun fact. He was not born in the two five four. Hey, but he did hang out. He did hang out with me at the airport. Yeah, actually, for a picture. No, I've seen that picture. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I've seen that picture. You did. Uh, all right, yeah, but Shona. Yeah, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Nelly actually is one of like the few, a few artists out there, rappers who are trying. There's a movement to try to have a a genre of country that is fused with hip hop. Yeah, he like, also is a former baseball player. He was a really, really good baseball player. Nelly really? was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Cornell is his real name. Cornell is yeah. his real name. Cornell, Cornelius. Cor- Cornelius is the real is is his name. Yeah, right. Wow. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Okay, learn something new. Yeah. A little Nelly trivia on Nelly, the show today. Dog. All right, I hope you appreciate that Nelly. <laughs> He's still torn too because he comes He's to town the every mix. now and then. But yeah. Anyway, Cornell uh, R.L. Haynes. What's the middle name? R.L. I R A L. Okay. Yep. Oh, they wanted to get a little. They wanted to rhyme uh, a little yep. bit. Yeah, Cornell yeah. R.L. <laughs> Haynes <laughs> Junior, <laughs> Junior, the second, the second. <laughs> uh, all right, you can be a part of the spec, of the show. Spec sex is the best way to do it. What the hell is going on with Conor McGregor? Oh man, I told what you. Is, what, I told up. you, man. And this is the, hold up, whoa, whoa. This, I told you at the NBA Finals. At the NBA, he's being accused of sexually assaulting woman at the Finals. The same Finals game where he where, let, yeah, knocked oh, out the mascot. Come on, man. He had a lot going on. And it's crazy. I was just watching. You know what? I was just watching. What is it? The Ultimate Fighter? Is that the show, right? Yeah, where they, yeah, uh, yeah. they train the ulti- for uh, MMA? Is it the Contender? Or no. It's the Contender like was fight. C- contender was boxing. It's one of those. Yeah. I'm but you with know what I mean? It's like yeah. an Ultimate Fighter or something like that. And he, I believe he's hosting it this year. Yep. He's one of he's the. He's one of the hosts, uh, I think. Yeah. Uh, at least that's the what I saw. Or whatever. Yeah, the coaches. Thank yeah. you, Ray. He's right. The coaches. Thank you. It's probably more uh, apt description. Yep. Yeah, he's one of the coaches. And at first, I thought, oh, that's why he knocked out the guy in the mascot uniform. He needs to make some headlines. He needs mm-hmm. to go viral. He needs some clicks so people will Google him and then they'll see, oh, he's hosting this show. Blah 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 blah. Now I don't know what the hell the thing was going on that night. Maybe he was. I don't know. That's crazy. If he's one. being accused of some, you know. Uh, yeah. uh, allegations of sexual uh, assault or mis- misconduct yep. with someone at that same game. That's wild. See? I had not seen it. I just saw that on the TV, so I apologize for the way I re- relayed that information. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Was like, right, I guess that didn't sound very professional. <laughs> <laughs> it did throw you off a little bit. I was bit. surprised. I saw yeah. it on the TV. I was like, what the? That's crazy. Okay, anyway, uh, spec sex sign, 512 300 <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he can. Why? Why is that a question about that? That's more information we're going to find out about Nelly? Yeah, and we find out about his baseball career, born in Austin. Yeah, The man is multi-talented. He is. The man's got a lot of talent. Very much uh, so. Did he put out like a picture of his junk at one time mistakenly? I think Re- it was. To, I think most it was, recently? I think it was for uh, Ashanti. <laughs> no, Marie. I think he like figured out like one. He was like literally doing an interview at the time, yeah. and whilst being interviewed, 
Yep. He realized he ac- accidentally sent the wrong picture. Sent out. out a picture on social media of like a sexually explicit photo of his junk or somebody, mm-hmm. or some woman or something. Him doing something, yep. and he uh, we had uh, we played the audio. We did. Play he was the like, audio. Oh, I think he's like, oh god, or yeah. something like that. He, <laughs> he did. He said he it just he's like, oh, like god. that. <laughs> oh god. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a great clip. Yep. Anyway, uh, enough Nelly discussion. That's y'all's fault. We went out on Nelly rabbit hole. Hey, because we was trying to show you grills. Five one two three three seven three seven seven six. All right. Let's Let's get to uh, this Dallas Cowboys conversation. Uh, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier, uh, but I would like to revisit it because I think it's interesting. Dan Orlovsky, he may have something. He may have it out for Dak. I'm not sure. I don't watch all of Dan Orlovsky's content, mm-hmm. but I do watch him on uh, NFL, NFL Live, uh, and they do some good stuff on there. And he's done this season, I would say, probably done more detailed film study on Dak than he's ever done. I would say that. Like, he's doing a lot of Dak stuff. And one of the stats that he came up with from the 2022 season where Dak led the NFL in interceptions with 17, if you include the postseason, about 15 in the regular season. Uh, 11 of those 15 interceptions for uh, for Dak Prescott this past season was when the Cowboys had at least 10 yards to gain to get a first down. 11 of his 17 um, and 20% of his throws, all of these are NFL highs, by the way. 20% of his throws were thrown into tight windows, which was an NFL high. He threw into tight windows more than any other quarterback in the league, and he threw more interceptions um, when go- throwing, I think, on third, on second and third in long situations than any quarterback in the league. So obviously trying to force the issue. Um, he's not a check down Charlie, as they would say in the NFL. He ain't trying to check it down. Uh, Dak's trying to make something happen. So I do appreciate um, Dak's, you know, his his – his uh, aggressive nature, like he is not, he's trying to make the play, but he's also forcing the issue. And what I would say for the Cowboys, just based on my, you know, the work that I've done and the little bit of research I've done in the offseason about Dak and what happened, the regression from last season. And by the way, it I do think it was temporary. Don't think it's going to be something that lingers uh, for the Cowboys and Dak through for his first, what, five years in the league, yet the fifth lowest interception rate in the entire NFL. Uh, and last year was the first year it fell off a cliff. I think there are reasons why. I think that's also the reason why there was a change in play caller um, is a big part of that, too. But last year, the Cowboys, uh, they had third and long, which is third and seven or more, uh, 43% of their third downs were third and longs, mm-hmm. actually almost 44%. So that, that aligns and tracks with that stat. That they were in third and long a lot, and Dak is trying to force the issue and make a play downfield. Um, and it also tracks, and Dan Olavsky brought this up too, the Cowboys need to start using play-action pass even more. You said this too, Harsh. And Dan Olavsky brought it up too, um, and I even brought it up last week. You go look at his interceptions, 15 of them in the regular season, 14 of them came with straight drop back. Only one of them came on play-action pass. So do it more. Well, and here's the other reason why. You do a play-action pass, your wide receivers might be able to get separation. That's why he's throwing in tight windows. This could be true. There's a lot that plays Mm -hmm. into the interceptions. And I'll sit here and defend him till I'm blue in the face, but at the end of the day, he had a bad uh, interception season. Didn't mean he had a terrible season. I mean, when he came back after week week seven – they led the NFL with 
uh, points per game. They were second in yards per game. They were third. I mean, they were first in third down percentages, and they were second in red zone percentages. So we can look at the numbers and say, yes, he did this, but at the end of the day, don't just throw – don't throw him into all these different categories because there are so many things that he did positive oh, yeah. on the return. But I know for the for the what do they call it? The test or for the click for mm-hmm. Dan Orlowski, oh, yeah. he needed to point out the interceptions. Now I hope that he comes back and say, Hey, this is what we saw, this is what we realized, and this is why it led he to did, this. He did, he did a breakdown. He, yeah. did, he didn't just break out a stat. He so, did a thorough little breakdown. So I'm also yeah. you know, looking at that and saying, okay, Cowboys did win 12 games last year. They did get into the playoffs. The story will be how he played in the playoffs, and that is it. If he, gets, mm-hmm. if he, if he can make it to the championship game uh, in the playoffs, then everybody will be like, okay, Dak is he's progressing. He should be a lot further along than what he was before. I get mm-hmm. all of that. But he had a bad season when it came to the interceptions. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Well, like I said, I don't think the season was bad overall. He just became a high risk, high reward quarterback. Uh normally for Dak, as I point out, he's a he's a low risk, high reward quarterback. Yeah. And I, I think that regression is it you can it's explainable. It's something that we can look at the stats and look at the analytics and explain why Dak threw those interceptions. And I think that's why you got the Texas Coast offense now, mm-hmm. which is going to be designed essentially to take some of the pressure off of Dak. They're making life run too, the dang ball. Yeah, they want to run the ball. They're making life too tough on Dak. Yep, they're making life harder on Dak than it needs to be. And I think this this Texas Coast offense, a lot of the design is going to be taking the burden off of their of their quarterback Dak Prescott, which I agree. He and when Dak was at his best, the Cowboys were relying on you know heavy run game with Zeke. Uh, they had weapons around them with an, a veteran tight end and a Jason Witten, a veteran what was Des Bryant. So they had veterans around him. And then when they put Amari Cooper around him, right. um, he was also a a you know a really high level quarterback. So I think go back to weapons. Which we talked about earlier. When you look at quarterbacks who are about to make a leap, they got to get them with weapons, which they did. They brought in Brandon Cooks, uh, and they got Ceedee Lamb, who is a true number one wide receiver. So I like what the Cowboys have done this off season, and I do get the changes in the Texas Coast. Uh, we'll see if it works out, but I think it's all to get the best out of Dak. I think ultimately mm-hmm. uh, that's the whole point. Uh, okay, so to continue our Cowboys discussion, just a little uh, nugget here from Dan Quinn. Apparently. Uh, Dan Quinn um, says that he is looking, and I, I thought this was interesting. He said he's looking forward to the chess match, or uh, at least the play calling uh, competition that's going to go on between he and Mike McCarthy. Yep. Um, he said, "Quote: You can see his competitive juices going. Um, we'll have some good battles. One hundred percent excited about it. No question about it. And he is as well." That's kind of what makes coaching fun. It's not just the player to player, but oftentimes it's coaches to coaches. And I've coached against Mike for a long time, and he's one of the very best. So hopefully we have a lot of fun. All right, you put your money on who's going to win more of those matchups, Cowboys defense with Dan Quinn calling the plays or Cowboys offense with Mike McCarthy calling the plays. Woo! I take Dan Quinn. I was about to say, woo! 
Well, we've need, seen what he's been able to, to do it. with that. Right? I don't need time to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need time to think about it. It's, uh, easy. it's Dan Quinn. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's Dan Quinn, the defense. But I would say the defense has, uh, I, I would say they probably have better personnel right now, too. No question, right? You're talking about uh, the cornerback, Stephon Gilmore, former defensive player of the year, Trevon Diggs. Uh, he's an all-pro caliber corner. So you got two corners who've been all-pro in their mm-hmm. career. That is rare in itself. You got three safeties who are considered three starting safeties. Not a lot of NFL teams have three starting safeties. Uh, you just drafted a defensive player in the first round to contribute to your interior defensive line. And remember that your two biggest issues last season were your run defense when you lost Jonathan Hankins and Leighton Vanderess due to injury. So what you do in the draft? Well, you got a linebacker in the third round, and you got a defensive tackle in the first round because your run defense fell off a cliff, uh-huh. nosedived when you lost those two pieces last season. So what'd you do? Well, I, I reinforced it. I got one of those guys in the first round, and I got another one in the third round with DeMarvin Overshown. In addition to that, Leighton Vanderish and John Hankins being, I think, key components in your rush defense. Uh, you go look at Michael Parsons, who may end up winning Defensive Player of the Year this year, and he's he he now is doubling down on him being used as a versatile weapon. I heard another quote from him. I didn't even want to bring it up on the show. <laughs> Third or fourth time now since Dan Quinn has clarified his role, he will be a positionless weapon. Yep. He will not just be playing defensive end. He's a pass rushing linebacker, as Dan Quinn said, and now it seems like he is you know fine with that role. Or at least he understands now what his role is going to be. But either way, I think this defense was top five last year. Yep. Honestly, Arch, I think it has a chance to be the best defense in the league this year. The only reason I said it because 49ers are a better defense. They lost to Miko Ryan, a defensive coordinator. All right, they lost uh, a guy in their secondary, Jimmy Ward, another player in their secondary. They still have a chance to be the best. But losing your defensive coordinator is a big loss. I wonder how much that will affect them. I like the Cowboys secondary better than I like the 49ers secondary, but I do like the 49ers defensive front probably better than I like the Cowboys defensive front. And there are some other teams also. I think the Eagles. Cowboys defensive front might be getting better. Because of the draft. Because of the draft. They drafted Macy uh, Smith, Mozzie Smith. And now you got Jonathan Hankins back in the fold. You got Micah Parsons. Healthy D Law. And you got and you got D Law. You might be one of the better offense, I mean defensive lines up front in the league, too. Yeah. So that gives themselves a chance. Like I said, but you gotta see it first. It's only like two or three defenses that I would even entertain as better than the Cowboys right mm-hmm. now. And like I said, 49ers, I you know, the Eagles are probably there. Um, are the Bills in that conversation probably too? Bills are yeah, a really good defense. Because they just what they just re up with uh, Ed Oliver. Yep, Bills are a good defense. Yep. I mean, not many, but I'm just saying the Cowboys are right there in that conversation, and they're going to be better than they were last year. Because mm-hmm. last year they had two biggest issues, as we pointed out, rush defense. They solidified that in the draft, and via the trade market, they got a corner opposite Trevon Diggs after going through kind of a. I don't know, a musical chairs carousel of cornerbacks last year trying to remedy that issue. Now they got an all pro there. Uh-huh. Stephon Gilmore. I don't see a weakness with the Cowboys defense. I know there is one that will be revealed during the season. Right. I'm talking about right now. It always now. happens that way. Yeah, right now it may be the off ball linebacker spot opposite Leighton Vanderish, Damone Clark. Mm I think he's a good player. I like Demon Clark. I, I really like Demon Clark. I like Jabril Cox. He's playing well too now for the. And Cowboys. we got Demarvin Overshone that's going to come in and, and make plays too. Yeah. So, so I mean the depth, as Patrick was talking about earlier, that's what we got. Tech, uh, Texas. Um, 
Dallas has depth now. You got it in the back end of the secondary. You've 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 drafted well. We've always talked about their draft. So I'm I'm all in on that. Texans also some news with them. They signed um, Malik Collins or, or gave him an extension, I should say, to Malik Collins. He was a matter of fact drafted by the Cowboys. Actually, uh, yeah, thanks for reminding. In me. the third round, <laughs> no, the Cowboys did good with him. They just you know he kind of got priced out. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of priced yeah. out for the Cowboys. Cowboys didn't need him because Cowboys have drafted so well. Uh, but Malik Collins, an interior defensive lineman for the Texans, they re-signed him, and you know just adding to. Uh, they're kind of now kind of a veteran squad. Um, they're trying to bring in more veterans. They still have not really invested long term in a lot of players. I think they're waiting to do that until they really kind of reset uh, this organization. And they're on the verge of doing that, especially after the Will Anderson uh, pick and the uh, C.J. Stroud pick. But they're still signing a lot of guys to one and two year deals. Yeah, um, like mercenary deals. And Malik Collins is one of those guys. I mean, he was with the Texans this past season. And uh, they, he, I think he had like a one year left on his deal. Yeah, they so gave they, him an extension. Yeah, two years, twenty three million dollars, and twenty million of that is guaranteed for Love it. Collins. Yeah, Love it. It's a good, it's a good deal for him. I mean, he's a good player, but I mean, the Texans at one point they got to start thinking more long term with some of their signings. He is not that guy though. For well, him. I think that's going to happen with D'Amico Ryan's now. Him coming in and and starting to see what he needs, where he's going to feel, and once he gets some of the guys that he's been looking for. I think they will start extending some people and keeping them around for a while because he, he, he has the blueprint, right? San Francisco yeah. has shown it. That's what he wants. And so he's going to try to build like they did in San Francisco. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. I wonder if they will be in there's a, there's a lot of talk that Chase Young could be on the trade market, the defensive end for the commanders. I wonder if It's amazing Texans that he's going to be center. healthy this year. Watch. He ain't going to miss a game this year. Uh, yeah, because it's, it's a the money. It year. is a money year for him. Yeah. yeah, contract year for him. And a lot of, the Texans are a team that's been at least rumored uh, mm-hmm. to be interested if he would be on the trade market. Yeah, and I would assume too the Texans are hoping that if C.J. Stroud can play well and Will Anderson can play well, some other of the, their young guys play well, it makes it a more viable destination for free agents and for re-signing guys where yeah. you're not basically having to so overspend on people to get them in the conversation. So you can go, all right, now we can talk long-term money with people because people want to be here because we've shown we've changed the culture and, and path of the team versus a couple years ago when they're like, oh, yeah, pay me all of the money. I'll take right. it, but like, I want I want to be paid as if I'm playing for a bad team. I, I agree with that because Brandon Cooks, that was part of the reason he, yeah, he, he, want, he, he got out. He didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah, he thought it was just too toxic of a culture. and He, was, he considered to be a company man. Well, like, and he was <laughs> the one who needed that extension just to stay playing. Which yeah. they gave to him. Which was a mistake. Which was a mistake, but he wanted more money to be there. Yeah, you're right And about I think that. there's just that. It, it, they're hoping that, oh, hey, look, we've we've now invested in our future by trading to get this other pick. We've got these guys now. And maybe people, will, when we're having the meetings, are not going to start off and end with what is it paid. Yeah, you're right. That's a, co- that's a culture thing. you got to walk yeah. in that building and kind of feel a different vibe. And hopefully that is the case with D'Amico Ryan's. I'm hearing that is the case, and actually. again, so we always on. know who can't tamper. Players. players. Your best recruiters, players. Damn right. So once you have players that want to be there for the long term and they're recruiting other guys in, it helps build the cycle of a winning team. Yeah, you definitely had players telling other players not to come to the Texans oh, yeah. the last few years. Hey, man, ask, ask, for, ask for double. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask for way too much money. They might give it to you. Who knows? Uh, D'Amico Ryan also said he's not concerned uh, with the current wide receiver group. He said he started mentioning Nico Collins as the big and the uh, best hands. 
The big guy mm-hmm. with the best hands on the team. And also said Tank Dale has been open a lot. So he likes what he's seen from uh, Tank Dale. So uh, we'll see. Nico Collins, a lot of people think he's going to be really good in his offense for Bobby Slowick. Uh, and John Mechie also coming along. Yep. I like the wide receivers the Texans actually have. I mean, they aren't terrible group of wide receivers. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson's also getting a lot of positive reviews I'm a in minicamp. Yeah, that was a good pick for big them. Big fan. Yeah, I mean, he was, yeah. he was the leading receiver he in the Big 12. into that. They, they, they snuck him. Too. Yeah, they got him late. It's a late round pick yeah. for them. Uh, and they got Tank Dell, of course. John Mechie. Got Noah Brown from the Cowboys. Uh, Nico Collins, as we mentioned. And Robert Woods. Don't forget Robert Woods is there now. Yep. So they got a nice little mix of veteran guys, some older guys. We'll see um, if they can uh, make C.J. Stroud look good. All right, we come back. We'll get into some baseball. Astros and Rangers. Go Strolls! Uh, in action last night. Both of those uh, teams, I believe, in action tonight as well. We'll get into that and talk some baseball coming up right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful night horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, this is also a very famous song that has to do with heat or temperature, uh, and uh, that uh, does fit a new theme Thursday. Where the theme today, yeah, of course, he just said it. It's hot outside, and of course, that's my man Patrick trying to sympathize with our situation. So all the songs are related to how hot it is in the state of Texas right now. Actually, I think it's a heat wave going across the country a little bit too, not just in Texas. Yeah, and and I finally finally figured out the uh, smog or. Why that was? I finally had to look it's it up. In Mexico, right? Yeah, it was yeah. agricultural fires in Mexico yep. that they're doing mixed with the the humidity and everything. Yeah, so that's why it's, it's muggy. Like, I was like, why is it so? Feels like H Town. This is how Houston yeah. is all the time, guys. Yeah, yes. this is this is Houston all the time. Yeah, muggy and feels like you about it's a two shower city, and you feel like you're about to suffocate sometimes. You walk outside, you're like, man. Like, how can anybody get any <laughs> fresh air? Well, where is all the fresh air? It feels like there's no fresh air anywhere. So that's yeah. So welcome to H Town. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, in the ATX. it is it, it yeah. is an advantage though. It trust is. me. They, trust they did say that it, hopefully it should be gone, dissipating by the end of the week. That that would this be, is that would be tomorrow. Because I don't like the heat without sunshine. Listen, I know the heat know. is depressing enough, but then I don't get any sun with the heat. Yeah, no. it seems very it seems very dystopian. Yes, I'm like okay, I get the heat, but at least I get the sunshine. These all right. I'm getting these. Give me some vitamins and no, it's all good. Mm. And no, I don't get any. I just get the heat. <laughs> it's very depressing without the sunshine to go with it so just, i'm glad that's gonna burn away sweating in the dark that's not yeah and want. usually when i sweat in the dark it's for good reasons not because of this right all right i want to sweat in the dark it's because hey right if you had a good night yeah. um oh the yeah, astros boy, had, not. <laughs> the astros had a good night uh they beat the nationals uh gentlemen five to four yep. and honestly they lucky 
I don't know if you watched this one, Patrick, but they lucky because uh, Ryan Presley had a meltdown again. The... <laughs> yeah, whoa, he used to be so dependable. Not not this year. He is not, no, not been the most dependable. Uh, he almost had a meltdown and gave the game away. But uh, if not for Jose Abreu, yeah, guys, how about this? You're talking about. So first of all, let me go through the little list of the Jose Abreu had himself a game night that he had. Uh, three RBI, two run, two out, double in the first, clutch. Mm-hmm. He had a solo home run in the fourth. I believe he had back-to-backs, actually, because uh, uh, Yanier uh, Diaz also had a back-to-back in the fourth. He, had, he was part of that back-to-back, I should say, in the fourth. And a game-winning walk-off score in the ninth. That's what it's all about. Jose Abreu, have yourself a day, brother. Well, here's the thing about Jose Abreu. Everybody was really questioning it. Obviously, everybody's been talking about Yuri and, man, why do we get rid of Yuri? This guy's mm-hmm. not doing anything. He's a professional major league hitter, former MVP. Let this man find his groove, new home, new place. Everything is going on. So his last seven games, he's 12 for 30, batting 400. Ooh, That's important. That's important. Last 15 games, he's batting 290. Eight in his last thirty games, he's batting fit, uh, uh, two fifty two. So on. his average is trending where you want him to be. Now the main thing that you have to do is you have to start getting guys back healthy. Mm. We've already dealing with it. We talked about it yesterday. Talked about Jordan going to be out for a little while. You just lost Lance McCullers. Yep. You still don't have Michael Brantley. I, heard, you, I saw he was throwing the other day. Yeah, he's starting Since to do we're something. We're getting in the, the positive. Is, yeah. Hey, he's, he's put on a throwing. jersey. He put on a jersey. <laughs> baby steps, man. We'll take it. So be patient with Abreu. I know Astro fans are not used to being patient like that, but you need to be patient. This guy is a professional hitter. He knows what it's about. He's a career 289 hitter. He will be fine. They need him because the Astros yeah. have no hitters right now hitting 300. And, and, you know, he may know some old veteran tricks to exactly. help get wins. Yep, exactly. <laughs> They don't need those. They do hey, need they some. They did last <laughs> night, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, I've been talking about something else. Yeah, you're talking, <laughs> about, <laughs> no, no, you're no. talking about the trash can or the yeah, cream? Yeah, I, I, talking about I, I, I was talking about where to run in a base uh, path. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, actually. Jake Myers. Yes, we yeah. got – this is a – okay, so this controversy this happened last night. So for those who didn't get, get a chance to watch the game – with the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth inning, Jake Myers grounded a ball to, to uh, C.J. Abrams, the shortstop, who threw it home uh, for the second out. Ruiz tried to turn the double play to the in, to end the inning, but his his throw towards first went off Myers' helmet, yep. and basically yep. allowed Jose Abreu to score the game-winning run, and he was comfortable. Now the manager. For the Dave Na- Martinez. Yes. Uh, he, he, the, Na- the Nationals manager was upset about this because he claims that Jake Myers was basically not following the, the, the line, like the base runner's line, mm-hmm. that he was all, that basically he was running outside of the line. Here is him in the post game calling out the officials and the umpires. There it is, right there. Take a good look at it. Is that on the line? I don't think so. I'm over this play. Seriously. They need to fix the rule. This is what the umpires see that he's running down the line. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Fix it. We lost the game and he had nothing to say about it because he can't make the right call. Brutal. Brutal. Uh, and he was holding up a photo. You could hear him uh, printed out a photo it. of it. He printed out a photo, which there is undeniable evidence that Jay Majors is on the grass. Like he's running on the grass yeah. at the time the ball was being thrown. So, yeah. But he yeah. finished right on the baseline. I thought he was right by the dirt. And if so you go you back, think, okay. I didn't think it was bad. And if you go back and you look at it, 
he was going to beat the throw anyway. Like the ball hit his helmet at the same time his foot was hitting the bag. Mm -hmm. So, and don't forget the bags are a little bit bigger this year, too. So that kind of helps out. It helps out. (laughs) Every little bit helps. I mean, the rule to me, absolutely, it needs to be discussed and it needs to be finalized. This is the the catch, no catch rule to me. Mm -hmm. This is what this has turned out to in football. Really? Whether it's this a catch or not, we still don't know. They've been going back and forth. They tried to say that they got bigger bases for these reasons. We talked about how how do you determine what's the line? Because think about this. You're swinging a bat, and sometimes your momentum takes you one place. Yeah, no question. And then you try to auto-correct it. And you can't. You just got to go. And then there's sometimes you can create your own baseline. I mean, there's so many different um, ways to break down this rule. But that throw, uh, that ball ran back in towards the runner. Okay. It wasn't a direct throw. And most of the time, as a first baseman, you're either telling them inside, inside, or outside, Uh, outside. Okay. Based on the runner's path? Based on where the runner is and where you get the ball at. Mm -hmm. So he could have cleared himself a little bit more and threw it more on the the other side of it. But it is a very difficult play. Everything is happening so fast. But the rule (sighs) – it's up to interpretation yeah, a lot of time, go. too. Yeah. Which is what the catch rule was right. for so long. Right. It's like your interpretation of it. Exactly. Does it look so, like a catch to you? Yeah, exa- yeah it looks yeah. like it. Did it look <laughs> like he's in the baseline? Yeah, sure. But then, all, but then we would learn after review sometimes that it looks like a catch, but it's but not it's a catch. really not. Then, right. Yeah. So yeah. that's a good point there. Uh, okay, real quick. Uh, Rangers also found, and both of these teams are going to be in action tonight trying to find uh, in these series. <clears throat> uh, they are currently in. But the Rangers also got a win versus the Angels. Six to three. The Texas two step. Uh, yeah. And by the way, man, Shohei Otani. Uh, I know we're talking about the Rangers here, but monster, Shohei, monster. This dude, he now he had a home run, so he's got twenty one home runs now. Yeah, he's second. Yes, in the major leagues in home runs. And don't forget, he's got over one hundred and twenty two strikeouts on the mound too. With a three point three two ERA. Come on, man. We got to be talking about this dude more. This we, is crazy. I agree. We definitely we need to be talking about him because we we did make the. The conversation earlier this year about how much money is he going to demand? All of it. He and, and, he, and he's worth All it because it. you're getting two two players for the price of one. Not just two, two great players. Two great two really, players. Like, yes. just like, oh, he's just an average pitcher. And nah. He's an elite hitter. No, no, no. He started the All Star game <laughs> and he batted leadoff in the All Star game. How, how are you gonna pay two elite players? That's how you gotta pay them. <laughs> That's how you gotta pay them. All the money. Hey, I want to. Remember what we were just talking about <laughs> about, about running backs? I want to be listed as a wide receiver. I <laughs> yeah. want to. No, you are a running back. Yeah. So that's where we go. No, I want to be listed as a pitcher. No, I want to be listed as a hitter. Matter of fact, combine both of them because that's that. what I want. There's no comparison. He is him. Yeah, there's no comparison in sports to him because you nobody plays both ways like that, really. I mean, no. in basketball, yeah. it's natural, but it, it would even in basketball, it's the closest thing you can do is find a basketball player who's, who's elite all NBA on both ends of the floor. Yeah, if you led the league Joker. in passing touchdowns, Joker. passing <laughs> touchdowns, <laughs> rushing touchdowns, and sacks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Debo Samuel wanted to go play DB and was yeah. also the best defensive back or something. That's yeah, yeah, basically yeah. what it would be. Yep. But there is, it's unbelievable. He's on the mound tonight, by the way. Yes, he's pitching he tonight, well, so that might be must-watch television. It definitely will be uh, versus Nathan Yavaldi for uh, for the Rangers. So yeah. Uh, also, just a shout out. Uh, and by the way, Yavaldi yep. has been pitching his behind off too. So okay. this is a great, great matchup tonight. 
Uh, and uh, remember the back-to-backs I brought up in the Astros game? There was a back-to-back in the Rangers game. Oh, yeah. Seager and uh, my man Simeon. Yes, they went back-to-back Yes, uh, on back-to-back pitches. Went um, uh, One solo home run and one was a two-run home run to give them that three-run lead. I believe the game was tied at the time, and yep. the Rangers ended up winning 6-3. to three. Yeah, I was so. watching both of those games last night. You got a dual setup or something I at the do. crib? You got I do. Two, you I really? Do. Oh, yeah. You yeah. got two screens? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. How big are the screens? Yeah, each? They're, 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 they're all right. They're sizable? They're very sizable. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you don't even tell me the, how many inches it yeah, is. Yeah, they're very sizable. They're very and then I got sizable. another one in the other room that I can put four, five screens oh, into the, pictures, the box. In the pictures? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are we talking about 60? No. Smaller or bigger? Bigger. Bigger than oh, each hey, screen is bigger than sixty. Are we talking about Terry Baloa, Baleo, or are we talking about Hulk Hogan? <laughs> well, one's I'll, a racist I'll, and I'll, one is <laughs> one of the greatest American hero. So uh, you decide. I'm talking about size. Because <laughs> yeah, like, Terry Baloa is a known racist bigot, and Hulk Hogan is one of my favorite human beings on the planet, and I can't reconcile. I'm going for Hulkamania, brother. <laughs> I want the big screen. <laughs> Oh, that hurt my heart. I was Uncle Maniac growing up. I wrote Uncle Hogan letters. Come on, man. I wrote him letters. Are you letters like Bucky trying to write kid. to OBJ? I wrote him letters as a kid. Oh, my god! And then I found out he's dropping the N-bomb because his daughter <laughs> dating a black dude. I'm like, oh, thanks, Hulk Hogan. He used to be a Hulkamaniac. Let it go, man. But then it turns out that Terry Balea was yeah. dropping the N-bomb. Hulk Hogan was not, brother. He was not. I was here for everybody. <laughs> I was here. <laughs> All right, we'll come back. We'll wrap it up. Put Some of my other. greatest friends are black. <laughs> right here on Ball Don't Lie. I wonder what I don't Pop a top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash you? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion. Sir, I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's five o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already five o'clock here. It's time for what's on tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's. That is... Pop a top again. All right, welcome back. Uh, we got to get right to it really quickly. If you miss any part of the end of the shows, please go to hornfm.com. You can catch up with them on the podcast page. Coming up next, you got Longhorn Blitz, then Ensign Serious. So, Patrick, what's on tap? Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking a lot of NBA, wrapping up the finals, getting into some draft coverage. You know, we'll do the Ensign the Serious. You're only, you only going to do the one o'clock. You're only going to do the top pick, and that's it. Oh, no. <laughs> we all know the top pick. At least get to the Rockets, at least. Man. Yeah, we know. We'll get to some Rockets and some Portland and okay. the Mavs. Yeah. Nice. All right. Instant Series coming up right after Longhorn Blitz. What you got on tap? I'm going to watch some baseball, and I'm definitely going to be watching soccer tonight. Soccer is USA versus Mexico, and they're playing in Las Vegas tonight. Oh, I like yeah. that. Uh, all right. I'm going to start one of my favorite shows. I think it's back on Netflix, Black Mirror. You guys watch Black Mirror? I heard about it. Ooh, right, this bad. like season six or something? Yeah, it's yes. so good. It's one of the best shows. It's awesome. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you to all the folks out there participating in the show. Peace out to you guys, too. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We're talking about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of each other. Take care of each other. Peace.